wicked woman, you done put your curse on me. Why didn't you just leave that apple hanging in the tree? You're listening to Very Loose Women. You're listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 yeah, FM, yeah. as our jingle said, and possibly some more music is playing also. Um, that was Dolly Parton with PMS Blues, so that's to give us a little hint as to what the topic today might be. Um, I'm in the studio as ever, I'm Emma, and I'm joined by Catherine. Hi. And Leo. Hi. And we're also joined by friends Camilla and Soila. Hello Hi. guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, so tonight on the show we're going to be talking about our personal experience of the cycle um, and how we feel it has affected us. I like how Leo's written the cycle in big capitals to make it kind of terrifying. Dum, dum, sounds dum. like a sort of sci-fi movie. Yeah, it sounds very nefarious. The cycle. Um, so none of us are doctors or anything like that or scientists, I don't think. <laughs> but we can all speak from the point of view of menstruators. Um, so most of us, I think, probably be menstruating at least 10 years each. I'd assume. Oh, yeah, I wrote 20 years, but it's true. I haven't been menstruating since I was nine some people do. Um, 16 for me. 17. I was 16 as well. Mm. I would say that's a total of at least 50 years of menstrual experience across this group. If we want to all just say, actually, if you want to shout out at the same time how old you were when you had your first period, should we do a countdown? One, <laughs> two, three, 11. 16. That was enlightening Ooh. for no one. I learned a lot. Um, yeah, okay, so we're going to be talking about, I guess, PMS, menstruation, our cycle, and how we feel over that cycle, our kind of emotions throughout the cycle. But first, do we have some gripes and celebrations? We do. Shall I start? Go on then. Okay. Mine's pretty gross, listeners. So maybe um, if you don't like poo stories, don't listen to this. Trigger warning. This story <laughs> contains poo. I love them. Please go ahead. Okay. So I went to a lot of we- uh, weddings this weekend. And um, at one of the weddings, or like it could have been just like all of the excitement. Anyway, I've got very weak intestines. They gave way. Monday and Tuesday had both <laughs> periods and diarrhea. And so, handy double usage of the sanitary towel. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we've all been there, but I don't know if I have. But, <laughs> but I think but it we, might, we might have been because we were at the same wedding at the weekend. I've oh yeah, I might have literally <laughs> physically been there, but I'm not sure that like, personally I've been there. <laughs> um... What about you, Catherine? Have you got a gripe? I've got a gripe and a celebration. Um, so my celebration is that, as mentioned earlier, um, the three of us uh, presenters were at a friend's wedding this weekend. And actually, um, two people who've been on our show got married. Caspian James has performed on our show. That's true, yeah. And Peter Rush, I interviewed when I went to China. That's and true. And she did a Chinese uh, jingle in Mandarin for That's us. That's true. Brought yeah. together by their love of very loose women, the radio show. <laughs> uh, <it was> <laughs> the single unifying factor in their relationship. And uh, Definitely not true. They've got married and she has gone for the name change. So she's now called Peter James. So we can start calling her PJ, which I just really like. I think it's cute. So anyway, they're my little mini celebrations. Um, and my gripe is also uh, from that weekend. I enjoyed the wedding, apart from the fact that I was bridesmaid and the day before I got really sunburnt. Um, so I was quite a rosy bridesmaid. And now my scalp is flaking and it looks like I have really bad dandruff and it's just unpleasant. Sila, what about you? Well, I just have a gripe today. Um, so I get on, I commute on the Metropolitan Line and the Metropolitan Line in the westbound direction has two um, offshoots, if you like. 
And Baker Street Station, they've got four platforms, one which goes eastbound and three which go westbound. And on the way home the other day, um, all three westbound trains went to Watford, which is the same direction. It's, I think, unnecessary. Um, And I had to wait a, a while for a train. What I like about your gripe is I didn't really understand it and I think it's quite niche but I think that one person one person will be listening and being like oh my god I know what you mean well, like, if you can, well, like, one if you can connect with that one person then you know you've done there a great job on the radio so yeah good gripe excellent what about you? Yeah. Uh, so I have a celebration and a gripe um, my celebration is that I uh, made a New Year's resolution to be on a podcast and today it's coming true you're oh, my so amazing thank you very much for helping yeah. me to achieve that and, you know, we do have a podcast on acast.com forward slash Verilous Women, women yeah. and on iTunes uh, to look up Verilous Women. Of course, there's our radio broadcast on Resonance 104.4 FM, but it will be podcasted in due course. <laughs> We're on quite point. a delay, so I'm not going to claim it's next week. That would be a lie, basically. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we brought Camilla on the show, I think, particularly. Oh, I haven't done my gripe. Emma. I should do my gripe, guys. I'm sure you want to hear it because it is vaginally related. Um, I've been experiencing a bit of a phantom period, if you will. Or at least my period claimed it was going to start. Not by using a period tracker or anything. My period, you know, my, my guts were telling me, your period is starting. A couple of little droplets of blood. I got all excited. It was ready to happen. And it really just hasn't happened yet. So it's been quite a long slog of, like, little droplets waiting for the main event. But in that time, I've obviously, like, been using tampons thinking it's going to come, like, any minute now. It's going to be, like, a massive rush of blood to the badge. So... I've been using tampons and then by the end of the day still not much has happened and taking out a dry tampon is incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable I just feel like that's something we should talk about because I don't feel like anyone else has ever said it to me but it's so unpleasant it's, very, yeah. it's really bad for you as well because you're just going to get yourself all don't dry you just think of that moon stuck. cup advert yeah have you tried moon cup we so, talk about moon cups a lot and how we cup. should all, always try them so yeah we should moon cup if you're listening sponsor us yeah. And we will all start wearing moon cups. We've turned down other sponsors, but we would take you. Yeah, and I'd really appreciate another one after I had that incident with mine. You know, I, I would the like the ceiling another. one. Yeah. We've all heard that, and if you haven't, listen to our podcast. <laughs> so anyway, now that we've all shared our gripes, um, we've got Camilla on the show because you wrote an article about tracking and um, tracking your period and responding to the changes. And I think Leo, you were going to tell us a bit more about that. Maybe read an extract. Yeah, so um, actually, you know what, I'm just going to go straight into the extract here. Um, Here we go. Unlike men who operate on a 24-hour cycle, meaning they largely feel the same day-to-day, women operate on a 28-day cycle. As such, no day or week is the same within that cycle. It's not an excuse, it doesn't make us weak, but does make us different, and it's insane, especially in 2017, to pretend it doesn't have some impact on our working lives. So I read this, and I know like through like friends that I have... um, that uh, it does seem to be something that, that that doesn't get discussed perhaps as much as it should be. And so I thought, great topic for the show. Let's harass Camilla to come on and talk about her kind of experience with it. Um, so Camilla, basically what led you to write this article? What got you thinking about this? Uh, so I heard a episode of a podcast called The Lively Show where they interviewed a lady called Alicia Vitti who had written um, a book called Woman Code and she was talking a lot about um, the different stages in the cycle and it was just a complete education unlike any that I'd got at school or from talking to other women and um, it just kind of woke me up to the fact that there was things going on all month um, and though 
that meant that we were changing all the time and having different experiences and feeling good and bad across that month. Um, and it made me, for the first time, really look at patterns in my own behaviour that I had just put down to it, the moment mm. or um, feeling anxious. It's true that, like, as part of the show, we talk a lot about our periods and, like, that moment in the month, sorry, period. I know I say that wrong all the time. Um, and that moment in the month when we're bleeding, but actually it's part of a whole, like, unified thing. Um, and actually keeping track of that is is very useful. So um, in terms of, like, since you've been aware, mm-hmm. what kind of changes have, have you noticed? Uh, so I think since becoming more aware of it I um, especially managed to um, track it using Clue and track things beyond my period to actually look at the changes in mood and changes in like how I was feeling in my body and that the biggest thing there was to spot major like patterns of rage and (laughs) um, just complete insanity and as soon as I saw that pattern I went and spoke with my GP who um, suggested going on an antidepressant just on for that period or like just in that time slot shouldn't you the word period when I don't mean it there um for just in those days and that just kind of felt like a huge revelation for something that I'd previously just been dismissing and um wreaking havoc and fury all over London there's a huge amount there there's like so first of all I wanted to discuss this is what we're discussing immediately before coming on the show we've all kind of actually a lot of us in the studio have had this interaction with using apps to kind of keep track of this, perhaps not to the extent that Camilla was talking about. Um, but um, how has that helped you? Has anyone used a period tracker? I personally use monthly cycles, which it seems isn't like the most efficient, but I quite like it. You just log your first day, last day. When the doctor asks me, I know which date. Um, but it's helpful to see sort of that I've been regular or something. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, it's not so good with like the moods and those kind of patterns that you were talking about, Camilla. Mm, and you still, even with Clue, you still have to kind of see the patterns yourself. Mm. Um, they're not, Clue isn't great at predicting it in the same way it does predict your period. Mm. Um, but it's still more valuable than just trying to remember the last time you felt a certain way. I've been using an app called Natural Cycles, which is more geared at either preventing pregnancy and being a sort of contraceptive um, kind of device based on the good old-fashioned rhythm method but with an algorithm and added data that you input through taking your temperature and monitoring your cycle more closely or you can use it to kind of you know plan a pregnancy Um, so that gives me information about my cycle I've only really just started using it so I haven't gleaned anything um, you know particularly sort of revelatory what I will say is that um, I it took me a long time to get to a point where I had a similar realization that my menstrual cycle really impacts on my mental health to an alarming degree and my ability to be happy and successful in my personal life but also my working life and I do have bad periods anyway I get really bad migraines I have a lot of physical symptoms like really like they're really heavy they're really painful you know stomach problems all that kind of stuff so already it's quite limiting physically but the mental impact and though that pattern of there are days where I have rages and I'm so angry and take it out on people that are around me and most of my friends won't see that and it comes out at home but I just feel really 
depressed and um you know I can I can just struggle to get out of bed to do anything to get in the shower to even brush my teeth because I just feel so kind of almost like worthless and for years and years I just thought that was a depression thing well that, that's it how old were you when you were like this is a pattern I can do something about this I was definitely in my mid-20s and it's still very much struggle for me to do something about it and um you know I think it really it really started when I was a teenager and a lot of the time when you're a teenager it's very accepted that you will have these hormonal ups and downs and it's part of growing up and then you get into the stresses of things like being at university of maybe leading a an unhealthier lifestyle you know you're drinking you're going out you're working you're commuting and you have all the responsibility it's not like there's a point where everyone goes oh life's really easy apart from perhaps if you get to retirement so I think you know if you're saying I feel really down or tired or I have a few days a month or a week every now and then where I'm just really off and I can't cope that doesn't really fire a sort of um an alarm bell with anyone um, and I just noticed that it was really, you know, it's that two days before my period. And I live with my boyfriend now. Um, we've lived together for quite a long time. And he just knows when that period's coming straight away because it's just so obvious. Um, and it is just completely hormonal. And even though I know that now and I try and change that, I'm really struggling to actually be, be able to make a change. I think I'd have to have some kind of hormonal intervention to change that experience. I think that was a big um, driving force for me to kind of try and crack what was going on was that I went freelance and it suddenly it you know whereas when I was full-time employed somewhere I could just kind of ride the wave and not really pay too much attention. Now if I can't work for a day that costs me money and um, or you know, it could cost me a whole project if I'm off in a, in a new business meeting. So for the first time, it it became completely wrapped up in my um, career and livelihood. So it had to be solved. And when you went to the doctors, I find it really interesting that your doctor made, you know, actually suggested and was willing to talk about taking some kind of prescription that was above and beyond just pain relief and actually antidepressants for those few dates was that something which they proactively suggested or was it something where they weren't you know they at first they weren't really sure how to deal with the situation yeah she had to look it up in a book and I was we were kind of sitting around for a while while she kind of looked up various options but she didn't despite being someone in a similar age to me she didn't seem to have anything didn't seem something that people came to her with a lot which surprised me I think yeah I think it's really surprising like when you said that your doctor suggested I thought like that's kind of amazing because Mm. I I was wondering about everyone else like experiences you've had talking to doctors Mm. about your menstrual health um, and maybe how it impacts on your mental health because I know for me I remember there being a point when like I was kind of like am I really depressed what's going on and I remember feeling like I don't I felt awful and I kind of was then starting to track it a little bit and feeling like well I feel really awful the week before I get my period and I really like saw the pattern and I remember going speaking to my GP um and saying to her oh you know I feel like really awful in this week just before my period and like I just feel terrible I don't know what's going on I don't know what to do can you give me any advice and she said to me you're kidding yourself if you think it's to do with your period. You're kidding yourself That's if you so think shocking. it's to do with your hormones. Mm. Um, you're just depressed and you're looking for something to blame it on. And I was like, well, what advice would you give me? And she said, well, if you want me, can put you in the pill. But like, I doubt it will do anything. That's basically what she said. And it was so off-putting and so dismissive. And I also do remember saying to her, well, like, 
if I do feel like my mental health is being impacted by my hormones and my period and my cycle generally, if I then go on the pill, like you're suggesting, which I'm not sure would have been that helpful, is there going to be someone who's going to help me, like, track if it's helping my mental health? Like, if I go and see a counsellor or, like, whatever, how are those two things going to interlink? And she was like, well, they wouldn't. Like, they wouldn't, you know, if you're going to see a counsellor or whoever it is, they're not also then... So I just kind of gave up on the whole idea because I was so dismissed by her. And I really did feel like it was, like, someone saying, like, well, I'm a woman, I go to work every day, you know, I'm a doctor, I do my job, why can't you handle your your cycle? Like, I can handle mine. That's kind mm. of the, the feeling that I got from it. I had an experience, um, I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, when I had the implant, which is a huge surge of hormones, basically, and I don't wear a lot, so I think that is correlated to some, dis- some degree to, like, you know, I would I was receiving the same implant that someone would receive if they weighed half, like double the amount that I weighed, which just seems disproportionate. Um, if it if it is linked, anyway, it it like um, I felt that it was making me very paranoid and very anxious all the time, and I I said this to the person who uh, prescribed it to me, and um, it was a male doctor in this case, and they wouldn't take it out based on that knowledge that I had noticed, um, because to other people the implant can cause like uncontrollable bleeding and I wasn't getting anything that severe Um, but when I said that I didn't need contraception anymore that's when they agreed to take it out so I just felt like there was a total disregard for anything to do with mental health but also firstly if you want it out surely they should just take it out well also yeah I mean it's my body (laughs) yeah that that just seems bizarre but it's that kind of I think the the lack of research into these topics makes it difficult for doctors to they feel like they don't have the knowledge and they don't have the evidence and the proof. And they, my impression from talking to my GP is that if it's, you know, if there's a study and it's something that's just a kind of a truth that's irrefutable, fine. But if it's me saying I have this gut feeling that it's my period or this is my experience and I have been tracking it, that's where they kind of think that you're sort of coming out with loads of psychobabble and they don't take that seriously and I can understand it's difficult but you know when something isn't right you just know when you're not being yourself so I just wonder have we all do we all have a kind of experience of like PMS because I feel like not not everyone I think all women are so different or all menstruators are so different in how they have their cycles and like for some people it really isn't a problem and I actually think for me probably wasn't a problem until like the last I don't know five years where I've been like having my period since I was about 11 or 12 so it's, it's more recently that I feel like I've definitely mm. noticed. And so maybe I just didn't notice it before. But I just wonder. So, like, for example, today I was in a real rage. I was saying this before. I saw someone crossing the street at an inappropriate location, like, between two crossings. And he was struggling. And I felt very angry that he was, like, really struggling to cross the street. Even though, like, I'd already crossed the street. It was not affecting me in any way. You and had an like, grind. Yeah, I was like, why am I so enraged? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm not saying every instance of rage. But, you know, like, I was like, it's just... I don't know, I wonder if everyone else also experiences that or not in the room anyway. I think sometimes um, I feel like I do. I feel like there's a little bit of a difference because I take the pill. And so sometimes it feels like I'm not going to get the same kind of symptoms. I'm not going to have extreme PMS. But the I do still have occasions where I'm very moody. I still have occasions where I'm feeling very down. Um, and I think that that plays into um, this idea 
that we're talking about where there's not enough information or there's not enough research. Um, and in addition to that, I have polycystic ovary syndrome, um, which adds an extra layer of either uncertainty or I'm not sure whether I'm depressed today or I'm just having a bad day or if it's PMS or if it's something completely different. So, um, yeah. There, um, in terms of, so like a lot of Camilla's article was about um, things that you've done to kind of overcome the issue so you talked about going to the doctor but there's also you, you said that you did fitness as well can yeah. you tell, tell us so a bit about that again because we're operating on this um like 28 day cycle instead of day to day um energy levels are different the way you're feeling about things is different over the course of a month or you know roughly that time and so um again being freelance i can be a bit more varied about the exercise that I do and I use ClassPass which um, is an app that allows you to just kind of go along to any pretty much any class across London and so I'll do different types of classes depending on kind of where I am in my mood so instead of just doing yoga blanket yoga across the month where sometimes I may just end up like crying in class um, I'll go and kind of take all that energy out um, on a spin cycle for example so it's just um, a fitness is definitely one of the big things that helps me generally like with anxiety and coping with just life and so to be able to regulate to kind of amend it depending on what I'm doing is is cool that does um raise raise the idea um Emma you mentioned earlier on today about how workplaces can actually be flexible around periods um can you tell us a bit about what what you've um, yeah, I think it's interesting because I think there's two strands of what we're talking about in a way. It's like the kind of mental health aspects and also the kind of physical aspects of your, of you know, when you're, maybe you're actually experiencing your period and having cramps and things. So I think it's really interesting because I think also it's two things that are likely to be dismissed, especially if they're under the bracket of being period related. Like you feel a bit less like you could say like, oh, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. Like, if you just had, like, diarrhea or whatever, or a fever at work, you might feel like, oh, I can definitely go home. Whereas if it's just because you... Just because... I even say it there myself, embarrassingly, but, like, just in quotation marks, which the listeners cannot see, but I was doing. Um, just period pains, so you feel more embarrassed. Uh, but, yeah, I was reading about a company in Bristol uh, who are trying to make a period policy that basically is, like, to give women time off if they want, if they want that time off. Um, and the person who is creating the strategy said, I've managed many female members of staff over the years and I've seen women at work who are bent over double because of the, the pain caused by their periods. Despite this, they feel they cannot go home because they do not class themselves as unwell. Um, and basically they're saying, but we want to say, like, no matter what's happening, like, you should take the time out if you don't feel well. But also if you don't want to go home, that's also, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. That's kind of, again, part of the... Uh, stigma and why there's not very much shared about this is that um, as women we don't want to stand up in the workplace and admit any kind of weakness yeah. um, because we're trying to um, we're trying be to... girl bosses and mm. that kind of doesn't fit into that narrative and that's again what part of why I wrote about it was because um, you know we still manage to do all of these things but just having a bit of acknowledgement for how we're feeling is can make a big difference it's not about also doing less work or more work it's about um well like you're saying that you're working freelance about structuring having a life which is adaptable to the way that our bodies are rather than trying to mold it to a quite strict nine to five perhaps and and a nine to five that was 
established by men without yeah. getting feminist on it but <laughs> you know maybe if women had established that the working day and the working week and the working month it might be different mm. but also i think as well if you're saying you know maybe there's like natural dips in your cycle where you feel like you can't do as much you're in a rage we've all experienced a rage or like you feel like you're being really inefficient but equally there's like kind of natural highs in your cycle where you're going to be really productive as well so i don't think it you know it probably balances out it doesn't mean like you're, you're taking back loads of work because you can still have other days when you're actually doing loads more work. Definitely. And I just think it's something where any employer should be thinking about how this issue relates to other things. Like, you know, there are different types of physical and mental conditions that a lot of people have. And it's not just about singling out um, women who are of menstruating age or you know people with a particular illness or whatever it is it's about looking at your entire workforce and trying to make an environment where everyone depending on how they work and you know what their own individual needs are can thrive and that is just something that every company can can do um it shouldn't just be about this issue it should be about everyone i think it's also kind of easier if you're talking about kind of companies or startups or working freelance but like I don't know I work in a school and I can't really imagine an easy way for me to kind of you know I work in a school and when I'm in a rage and I'm working with kids like my tolerance level does go like a lot lower but like there isn't really an easy way to be like do you know what guys I'm just PMSing at the moment (laughs) and like I think that's something that's quite difficult to like negotiate and I think you know it's quite hard I don't know how do you have that conversation in a kind of school environment as a doctor or something like that like it is quite difficult well maybe I mean as a former teacher um, maybe the school day is perhaps I mean kids need structure but maybe it's a little too rigid even for the kids that we're meant to be working you know towards growing them up and and maybe actually the nine to five structure or eight to four structure that schools currently have isn't actually the best one for a lot of students um, I mean, that's another, like, perhaps, like, pie-in-the-sky thinking, but it is worth taking into account, I think. Um, I just wondered if anyone else had any strategies to deal with. So you kind of talked about, like, antidepressants and classes. Um, is there anything else that people use that helps them when they're I find that um, eating a lot of chocolate and also things that taste like <laughs> Angel Delight. Like, there's butterscotch flavour of Angel Delight that my grandmother used to make for me, and that very specific flavour helps me immensely feel it feel better. Like, I feel very cosy when I have that. I mean, you can't do this at any point in the day, but <laughs> a, a hot bath, I think, is a, is a very good solution to mm. lots of... I really thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say have a wine. Girls! <laughs> um, lots of people won't like this who, no doubt, are listening and in the room, but just like eating red meat for me because I have such heavy periods as well that I feel really the energy goes down and I well you all know my thoughts on lasagna it's like my favorite thing ever so just eating a lasagna and trying to look after your mental health and just be aware of it and that can just sometimes mean taking time out just before we finish, I know that, um, Camilla, you were saying, we have talked a little bit about using Clue, like, to track your periods, mm-hmm. and you were actually saying you can share it with, you can share your cycle with someone, and maybe that's quite a useful thing to do, to have, like, a cycle buddy, mm-hmm. so you can share your 
when you're you know when you're at your lowest and when you know people can tell they could kind of help you out and you don't have to be like i'm in a bad mood because i'm on my period all right <laughs> um anyway i think that's what we've got time for it is thank um, you so much camilla and Swyla for coming in yeah thank you. i also just wanted to mention if you do want to hear about how much Catherine loves lasagna go on <laughs> what is love our what is love episode of www.acast.com forward slash very loose women i think it's actually one of our best shows and Catherine's <laughs> comment on lasagna is um legendary it is it is let's call it that because that is what it is if we have any time are we going to be able to play any Lizzo I can't really look at the clock it's yeah. me yes we do have time so that is coming up and also uh, check out our Twitter at very, very loose, uh, VLW Radio um, Camilla is there any website that you would like to direct our listeners towards oh, yes you can find me at CamillaGray.com there you go that's great with an E um, <laughs> and the song that is coming up is Lizzo uh, Pants or Dress is that mm-hmm. right yeah and hopefully there's not any Games of Thrones, Game of Thrones characters talking in this one but there might be who knows Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night. South. West LA, Texas, not born but raised. I was kicking in the West, but mostly down in the trade. Or maybe my choice for a picnic gallery. Boy, I was getting in playing shows, spread my name, but it was so hot because I'm just saying, stop my stuff, watch it, was put to the Johnny test. They wanted a freestyle battle. Okay, pants versus dress. One little line, them boys was impressed.